National baseball reporter Jeff Passan went on KNBR just the other day and said, if the Giants don't wind up among the top three spending teams this offseason, it would really surprise me. He also talked about Aaron Judge. We'll get into what he said next. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And coming up on today's show, a lot to get into. Jeff Passan goes on KNBR, joins the show Papa and Lund, and I'm getting these quotes courtesy of NBCSports.com and Taylor Worth being the author of this article I'm reading that had the quotes. And basically, Jeff Passan, they talked about Aaron Judge, and Jeff Passan said that uh, he views the Giants as a very possible landing spot for Aaron Judge. And none of this should really come as news, but it is significant that we have a national reporter just adding to the belief. It's not just because I've had some people kind of push back on me when I talk about how it is a real possibility that the Giants not just pursue and potentially sign a player of the caliber of Aaron Judge after what they have done the last several years under this new front office, which is nothing of the sort, right? They haven't come close to landing a player like this. So why are we all of a say all of a sudden saying that this is remotely a possibility at all? But there are reasons and it's just reassuring it should be reassuring to those who are skeptical to hear national reporters say this. So the the quote that I referenced there in the beginning, he says, if they do not spend big, let's put it this way. If they don't wind up among the top three spending teams this offseason, it would really surprise me. And he, he repeats something that ESPN's Kylie McDaniel said earlier in the year, and we talked about at the time, when... Do you remember this article in ESPN by McDaniel about the top cores, just not the top, but the, ranking all the quote cores in baseball, which included, you know, players who were under club control for at least, I think it was two additional years after the 2022 season and how good they were. And the Giants came in, what was it? Second to last, th- I think third to last, maybe even second to last. Uh, and it was a problem. And McDaniel made the point that from his understanding of reading the industry that the Giants are viewed as a team that knows that they need to supplement and add to that core in free agency this offseason. And Jeff Passan basically reiterates that same point. He says, there are guys there, but they need free agency. They need to supplement and supplement strongly in free agency, and they have the money to do so. That's when he says, if they don't spend big, let's say this, if they don't wind up among the top three spending teams, I would it would really surprise me. And so, yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. We heard a lot of this last offseason. We really did. We heard, and I don't want to give the front office a pass because it was a similar circumstance in that 
they had a lot of money coming off the books and they had a lot of flexibility to remake the roster. Farhan Zaidi will say himself, he's not looking for a pass. He, he has said himself that when he first took over this job, he viewed last offseason and this offseason as two critically important offseasons for remaking the team because they had those contracts that he inherited, essentially, coming off the books. Last offseason, like Johnny Cueto, Jeff Samarja, was that only last offseason? My goodness. At least for Cueto it was. I think Samarja may have been the year before that, but uh, Brandon Belt was also up. Crawford was due to be up, but they extended it midseason. So there was a lot of this same situation last winter, and what they did, unfortunately, in hindsight, and to a lot of people at the time as well, was they largely decided let's just bring it back because they had put together a 107-win season. So in some ways, it's quite understandable to try to put back together a team that won 107 games. But I think that Giants fans are kind of uniquely aware that this court, we've seen the best and we've seen the worst of a lot of these guys. We've seen Brandon Belt have disappointing years. We've seen Brandon Crawford have disappointing a disappointing year. Like we know what these guys can do at their best and we know what they can be at their worst. And unfortunately in 2022, it was a lot of the worst of the guys they decided to bring back. And we've just seen also the, the potential danger in saying we were good. So let's just run it back. We saw that after some of the world series teams, like the extension they gave to Aubrey Huff and even Marco Scudero, they just didn't end up being the same as they were in kind of that lightning in a bottle type season. And so they have another opportunity this winter. And I don't think, and Jeff Passan doesn't think, and Kylie McDaniel of ESPN also doesn't think that they're going to make the same mistake again. Because let's face it, I mean, Farhan Zaidi says things like, we want to look at ourselves in spring training and just see an obvious playoff team. And right now, they certainly don't look like that. And so how are they going to make themselves into an obvious playoff team? They're going to have to supplement their roster and supplement it strongly through free agency, which is exactly what Jeff Passan is saying here on KNBR. So he also talked specifically about Aaron Judge. That was kind of actually the main thing that they discussed. And you're not going to want to miss what Passon had to say about the likelihood of Aaron Judge coming to the San Francisco Giants, coming home to the Giants. So we'll get to that in just a minute. But before we do, BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis of every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. There's a couple more baseball games obviously left. You can check out the odds on who's going to win who is going to be the MVP of the series. So much action at BetOnline. And also one of my favorite things that BetOnline does for now is putting out odds on where free agents are going to land. And Aaron Judge, in the latest round of odds that I saw, the Giants were the favorites to sign Aaron Judge, according to BetOnline, if he leaves the Yankees. And so that's 
again, another example of the, the, the forces that be telling us that this isn't as unlikely as some might think it is. It's the fastest, fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. All right, as promised, we are going to talk about what Aaron, what Jeff Passan said specifically about Aaron Judge to the Giants. And so I didn't actually listen to the interview, but I'm assuming the way that this went down is they want to, they're bringing in all the, all the guys. There was this reporter out of New Jersey, was it, that wrote this article that said the Giants won't be underbid, which is obviously a huge, like, miss, he, like a typo, right? They won't be overbid is what that was supposed to mean so i don't know that just that alone like led me to think do we really trust this guy i've never heard of this guy before but i know they had him on papa and lund interviewing him about this report basically the guy said the giants plan to just outbid everybody but he said they won't be underbid so anyway and uh, yeah thanks again for making locked on giants your first listen today for your second listen check out Locked on sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide locked on sports today available on this app YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. So yes, more Jeff Passan what he said regarding Aaron Judge was the following quote we have to understand a few things here. Number one. Aaron Judge is a very loyal person, and that loyalty can cut different ways. He's loyal to the fan base he played for, but he's also loyal to his family. And the notion that he can drive an hour and a half from Linden and that they can drive an hour and a half from Linden and watch him play every night has to be extremely appealing to him. Number two, the Giants are in a transitional period right now where they have more payroll flexibility than they have had since what? Before Buster Posey, Brandon Crawford, and Brandon Belt arrived? They're in the position to move on from that championship era and finally start a new one. End quote. And so, again, there's nothing all that new here, but it is reassuring. It should be reassuring to some who are skeptical about this to hear the national reporters agreeing with us local reporters that this is not that far-fetched. And Honestly, like the more I think about this, the more I just think it actually might happen because of exactly what Jeff Passan is saying here. I mistakenly said Judge was from the Fresno area. He went to school in Fresno College, but Linden, California is just like Passan is saying, it's just an hour and a half away from Oracle Park. I'm looking at maps right now and it's an hour and 34 minute drive from Linden to Oracle Park uh, right now. And it's, it's, Lyndon is near Stockton. And so, I mean, can you imagine? It has to be appealing, like Passon is saying. Judge is very loyal to his family. He, like, I watched a highlight of, of when he was drafted just recently, kind of randomly. And Judge was just kind of gushing about his parents. And, you know, they live in Linden. And when you play in New York and you are a family oriented person, it has to be difficult. And when, I understand like that there's certainly an appeal to going back to the Yankees, to playing for one team your entire career, and the loyalty that goes along with that. But also, it has to be appealing when you 
enter the market for the first time and you can seriously entertain going somewhere else for the first time. Because once you're drafted and before you reach free agency, you can't even talk to other teams. Like you're just a Yankee through and through and that's it. But suddenly you reach free agency for the first time and then you you're just like, hey, I'm going to test the waters here. And you and the Giants come calling, which is almost certainly like they're going to come. Call. No, it's not even almost certainly. I can say uh, unequivocally they are going to be pursuing Aaron Judge, no doubt. It's just maybe they might want to go shorter term for a higher average annual value, like six years as opposed to seven, eight, nine years. But the Giants will come calling. And then suddenly, if those offers end up similar and you are Aaron Judge and you're like, I have the chance to come home and play for the team I grew up loving. He talks about it was a huge Giants fan, Rich Aurelia fan, Buster Posey, Lincecum. Like, he's one of us. He's a big Giants fan. Obviously, when you start playing, it changes things. But imagine, like, okay, I'm being offered $280 million by my hometown team, and my family's there, and I can come play for the Giants. All I need to do is say yes and sign on the dotted line. I can certainly imagine how that would possibly entice him. I don't know Judge personally, but just from everything we've heard, it just sounds like it could be a very real possibility. The The pause I have, if Judge was like 28, I think I would be more like the pause that I have is that maybe the Giants themselves don't feel comfortable ultimately with what Judge ends up getting. And I think that this is where fans, uh, certainly some of you listening right now, just throw your arms up in the air and say, that is the same story we always hear. They are in the mix, but they just quite weren't willing to go as high as the other team went, and then they end up somewhere else. It's what happened in a way with Bryce Harper. It was 12 years versus 13 years, 300, $310 million from the Giants versus $330 million from the Phillies. So it ended up being close. There was John Lester, on and on. And if Judge ends up going back to the Yankees and it's like, well, the Giants weren't willing to give him that one more year, people are not going to be happy about that at all. And so with expectation comes greater possibilities of being let down. And so that's the thing. Judge is going to be 31 in year one of a deal. And so if you're talking about a seven, eight, nine year deal, every year of which that Every year of the contract, say it's a six-year deal, means he'll be 36 in year six. Seven-year deal, he'll be 37 in the last year. Eight-year deal, 38. And for a guy of his size for that long, I just have real concerns about what it would look like towards the end. And just keep in mind, there are a lot of guys who have signed big free agent contracts at around this age and it can be disastrous even early on. Like think about Albert Pujols to the Los Angeles Angels, right? Like that Albert Pujols was and still is considered one of the greatest hitters of all time. And yet he went to the Angels and almost immediately it was a disaster and it was a long-term disaster. It held that franchise back in a lot of ways. And it's one that they definitely, definitely regret doing, even though it's Albert Pujols. Like Albert Pujols, was so, so good prior to signing that deal, did show a little bit of signs of slowing down towards the end of his time with the Cardinals. And so 
I've seen Dan Zimborski of Zips projections on Fangraphs writing about how the projection for Aaron Judge moving forward is significantly better than the projection was at the time for Albert Pujols and the projection was at the time for, uh, I think he also listed Miguel Cabrera as another example of a guy who signed a huge deal and was so good. And yet it has ended up not working out for the team that made that commitment to the players mid and even late 30s. So that is where I would have some pause. But could the Giants decide, look, we're going to offer him $40 million a year and make it a six-year offer as opposed to seven, eight, nine. Because if it's seven, eight, nine, you're not getting forty million a year. Every year it gets shorter. The AAV should go up. Like just to give you an example, Aaron Judge's season this year by Fangraphs was worth ninety-one point four million dollars. So I would expect he never has a better season than he just had. It was one of the greatest seasons ever. His rookie season, by the way, was worth, according to Fangraphs, sixty-nine point two million dollars. And so if you get some great production a few times, like it can be worth it. But, you know, the the later you go, the more you're going to decline. And so the the less the offer or the per year salary they're willing to give you is going to be. And so, I don't know, six years at $40 million a year or maybe a little more, like that's probably where the Giants would like to be. So anyway, coming up in just a minute, if they don't sign Aaron Judge, who are the other options? We talked about the shortstops yesterday, but I'm just going to run through some of the other guys as we are getting close to the offseason. World Series is going to be over before our next show. So we'll get to those guys in just a second. But first. All right, as promised, we're just going to run through some of the guys. I've made this spreadsheet. Those of you who were listening to the show last year, I'm going to make a lot of spreadsheets as this offseason goes on. What I love to do, and we're very close to this happening, is we're going to get these contract predictions from MLB Trade Rumors, from ESPN, from Fangraphs. That's probably the three sources I'll use. I think that MLB Trade Rumors ends up being the best. ESPN is in the mix. Fangraphs, I think they weren't the best last year in terms of predicting the contracts for the best players. And I'm talking top 50 free agents they do this for. And so we're going to look at all of these guys and end up saying, okay, well, this is roughly the contract they're going to get. Does it make sense for the Giants? And I can't wait for that. That's going to probably happen next week that those will start coming out. But in the meantime, I'm just looking through. I've started to make a list of some of the better free agents. Like I, I certainly captured all the guys who will get a hundred plus million dollars, like the very best ones. And then I've thrown in the mix some other guys just for the sake of throwing them in the mix. And a couple days ago, we looked at all four of the free agent shortstops who you can make a case that Judge is the number one free agent out there. But then these four shortstops may be two, three, four, five. And you could make a case one of them goes ahead of Judge just simply based on age. But based on the seasons they just had, in 2022, Judge is certainly number one. But the other guys, besides Judge, as we've mentioned, Brandon Nimmo might be in that mix in terms of one of the top five free agents. I would have him a, a little below the shortstops, I think. But an underrated player who's averaged almost five wins above replacement per 600 plate appearances since the 2020 season, and a 138 weighted runs created plus. It's He's like an underrated offensive player. He's from Wyoming which is uh, a couple hours, he's from a town a couple hours away from Denver. 
And so playing for a West Coast team, I could see the appeal. Not everybody wants to come home, but again, it's not San Francisco is not Wyoming, but you would be going to Denver a couple times a year and certainly much closer than New York. And Nimmo is an outfielder. He's a left-handed hitter. He's a good runner. He's a good defender. He can play center. He can play corners. So I like Brandon Nimmo. There's also uh, Wilson Contreras, a catcher. It is a big question for me. I keep, like, I'm watching these playoff games with, you know, JT Real Muto of the Phillies. Martin Maldonado doesn't hit at all. So it is a contrast. But, like, if the Giants had made the playoffs, could they really get away with someone like Joey Bart who could just potentially be in that slump where he's just striking out literally half the time? I don't know that they can feel comfortable going into next season in that situation. So like it is a possibility that they try to make a move at the catcher position, given the uncertainty that they have seen from the inconsistency from Joey Bart. There was real improvement for a time, but then as the season went on, he actually went back to those very high strikeout tendencies. So Wilson Contreras free agent catcher, really good hitter. I still see him as a possible fit. Some other team that more desperately needs a catcher will probably end up with Contreras, but someone to pay attention to. And then there's Jose Abreu at first base. I've seen talk about Anthony Rizzo, but I personally think Jose Abreu is just a better player right now, even though he's thirty, going to be 36 in 2023 and Rizzo's only 33. But Rizzo or Abreu has been super durable and more so than Rizzo. He's been a better hitter. He's been a better defender. He's been a better runner. And so I like Jose Abreu, but I think that chances are he probably doesn't come to San Francisco, but you never know. But Rizzo, there is a connection with Judge. They were teammates in New York in 2022 and for part of 2021 as well. And so maybe if you do sign, this is one of those things, those New Jersey guys the guy from New Jersey who reported that the Giants won't be underbid, which, again, made no sense, for Judge said that he wouldn't be surprised if they bring in Rizzo to help lure Judge. So perhaps a package deal where you bring in Rizzo at first base and Judge could make some sense. And a left-right kind of thing also makes some sense. Besides that, it, it thins out pretty darn quickly when we're looking at the free agent options. Gene Segura, currently on the Phillies. Uh, quality player, but he's going to be 33. And I just don't love making a commitment to a guy who's that age, who's just a, a solid player, but not a great one. And Mitch Hanniger, local guy again, outfielder, has ha- has dealt with a lot of random fluky injuries over the last few years, but uh, has been a good player in his career and is from the area. So perhaps a desire to to come home. And Jock Peterson, another guy who's a free agent from the area, and we all know what he brings to the table. So those are kind of the main guys. Not that I would throw Hanniger and Peterson as main guys, but I just wanted to, to throw them out there because there's the connections that, that exist with the Giants. So anyway, on Monday, the World Series is going to be over, and we will go into off-season mode. At some point, we're going to preview the off-season and key dates and deadlines. We're going to do a mailbag. We're going to look at these Uh, free agent contract predictions, which will be coming out imminently. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day 
instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's like the sports page of old, now in podcast form with the local experts on the biggest stories on the biggest events. It's great. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. Helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance, and thanks to everyone who's done so already. Can't wait to be with you again on Monday. It will be the offseason. The World Series will be over. I can't wait. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.